0: this is required watching We watch the essential films from a list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward i'm your host trey ups and this movie is directed by uh louis leterrier written by dan mazow uh the screenplay by uh justin lynn and dan mazow story by justin lynn and this film uh stars vin diesel hold on i'm gonna take a breath i'm gonna take a breath for this one <sighs> This, <laughs> this film stars Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jason Statham, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, uh, uh, Natalie Emanuel, Charlie Starong, John Cena, Sung Kang, Helen Mirren, Free Larson, Scott Eastwood, uh, 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 Jason Momoa, Alan Rich- Richson... And uh, uh, Lu- Louis Silva Jr., Daniela Melchior, uh, Leo Abuelo Perry, Joaquim de Almeida, uh, Rita Moreno, Jazz Hutchins, Luca Hayes, Alexander Capone, and of course, <laughs> the last few were people that were insignificant. So I'll add this person to the list Pete Davidson. Anyways. In this movie, Dom Toretto and his family are targeted by the vengeful son of drug kingpin Hernan Reyes. This, yes, this is Fast X. Let's start back at the beginning, shall we? Los Angeles, 2001. Humble roots, local kids, street racers who became hijackers. Graduated to high-speed smuggling. Mobile jailbreaks. Train robbers. If it could be done in a car, they did it. If it violates the laws of God and gravity, they did it twice. But the days where one man behind the wheel of a car can make a difference are over. It's time to prepare for what's coming. You might want to buckle up. Okay, so everyone's talking about Fast fast 10 or Fast X, whatever you want to call it, because it's a, it's a franchise that lasted 10 movies and is over 20 years old uh, in, a, in, in the time from the first movies to the movie that we have now. And I think it's important to talk about franchises that um, continue and franchises that shouldn't continue. Um, I've talked about my opinion on requel, sequels, and other franchises, and I think this is one of them that I think we should just... Stop. And that's based on this film. but before we get there, let's talk about some other things. Now, this movie had a lot of hype around it. I mean ever since ever since what the the reintroduction of the Fast and the Furious franchise, the Fast Five, the movie and the franchise has certainly been on an upswing. Uh, you know the <laughs> despite it being incredibly ridiculous, the amount of car chases, action and drama, is everything that we want this is why movies like john wick succeed and you know we just want to see things happen um 100 a popcorn film will never win an oscar but we know that at the end of the day all we have is our family <laughs> um this movie in particular had a lot of genre from the beginning we had director changes with justin lynn exiting a few i think a week or so before the uh, uh into filming we have which I think is an important. I, I do think it's an important moment to talk about. Justine has been a part of the franchise for a bit, and I think without him, we probably wouldn't have the same kind of hype that we do now. Um. Uh. We also have the the feud between The Rock and, or should I say, the feud between Vin Diesel and every other person in his path, uh, and that includes his feud with the with The Rock. Um. It's been widely known and widely, it's just, you know, speculated and talked about. Um, uh, you, at one point during the pre-production or production of Fast Ten, we saw Vin Diesel make a plea using Paul Walker's name. To say you know we have to finish this film together, it would have been what, 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 what uh, what Paul Walker would have wanted, and I think The Rock's very next response was how much he kind of detested that plea to use uh the late Paul Walker to to get him back on the movie, um. And I think it's important to, we can say what we want, but behind the Fast and the Furious franchise, Vin Diesel is the man with the power. So I, I, I'm getting the impression that it's his way or no way. And we talk about how Vin Diesel kind of got his start and his and his introduction into playing all these roles, uh, uh, you know, in front of and behind the screen, when we talk about his short film, Multifacial, which will be dropping out tomorrow. So check that out. But, um, what I think is important about that is that uh about that in particular is that I think Hobbes, with the spin-off of Hobbes and Shaw, which of course happened you know, seemingly happened because of the rivalry between Vin Diesel and The Rock, um, felt like a good lane for him to be in. It felt like a good lane for for Hobbes to be in and 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 have him and 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 uh Jason Statham Jason Statham's Shaw kind of bounce off each other, have like this weird you know, Rush Hour-esque, you know, uh, mismatch buddy action thing happening. I've actually really enjoyed that movie. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, But but he's not necessary to to the Fast and the Furious franchise, I don't think. Mainly because nothing about this movie makes sense, so therefore they could make up anything and it would be relevant. Unfortunately, that's exactly what they do. I think um, one of my biggest gripes with this movie... And it's not just with this movie, it's all movies, but I think they continually think that making things bigger makes it good. Um, in Fast 9, we have them going to space. That doesn't make sense, but you know what? I actually enjoyed it. I think the third act was a bit slow, but whatever. I enjoyed it. This movie continues to retcon um, you know, its history and bring up its past and I think the failure in this film is that it doesn't look forward in creating new paths. Instead, what we do is we try to look at again. We look at our other films, our more successful films, you know, maybe even Tokyo Drift at times, and we and we try to pick up the pieces and, in an odd way, mine the IP itself. Right, it's a, it's a snake eating its tail. We mine our own IP to attempt to build out the story and build out drama when I actually think it fails at that. Um and it's rather annoying that the last few movies have just essentially been, actually not few, I think half the series at this point have just been, you know, the the film saying, you know that thing that you know, that thing that you've been committed to because you spent two hours of your life watching this film. It's not real. I think it's it's the equivalent of of all of this happening and then like is waking up and going ah oh, it's just a dream like that like, that's not out of the realm of possibility for me um and i think that's bad and i think it's not very good storytelling and i don't and i what i would love to see is how we introduce characters and we introduce people um and 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 tell kind of complete stories within the franchise i think it's a bit absurd that we have a team going on missions it doesn't make sense that they're like, I, I don't know who it is that they belong to. I know that we have like the Mr. Nobody, Mr. little Miss Nobody. We have all these nobodies. Um, but it's you know, you can suspend your, your disbelief for a little bit, but I think what, uh, I think what Fast and Furious continues to do. And I think this, it's actually listening to pop culture in that way. I think it's listening to pop culture in the way that how we talk about how ridiculous the, the film uh, series is getting. And, vin diesel and team decided to like double if not triple down on that idea and continue to make it more and more ridiculous i remember you know fast six seven or eight talking about how you know in in number 10 they're going to be going to space and we were in space in in the the ninth movie um yeah i just think there's like a weird trade-off between listening to pop culture and actually just creating stories that make sense these are people who are really good behind the wheel, and yet they are superhuman in almost every other way. Um, and I actually really enjoyed some of the threats that happened later on in the series, like Charlie Saron and um, Charlie Saron and uh, and and yeah. I enjoy I enjoyed that I enjoy the, the idea that. Anyways, I, I I'll, I'll get into it in a second. I have other things to talk about. Uh this movie was so long <laughs> that. I, I just watched Bahaburi, The Conclusion, which I believe was two and a half hours. And that felt like a shorter amount of time than this movie, which I don't even know how long it is, but it was long. And it didn't complete any single part of the story, not any single part of the story. And I'm told that it's going to take place over two parts, if not three. And I am thoroughly confused about why that is. Um, because I don't think Jason O'Moa's is a bad guy is that bad of a guy. Again, I think we're listening too much to pop culture because everyone who makes fun of Fast and Furious talks about how Vin Diesel has gone on and on and on about family. And I don't think that's on purpose. I don't think that was, I, I, think, I think that was an emotional grounding they tried to do for Dominic Toretto and, and it happened to lean on the fact, especially when Paul Walker passed away, but now we have like the biggest threat to this gang of people is a guy who's taking people's sons. Like yeah, like, yeah, sure, sure. That's like that's that's terrible. But if we're gonna end the series here, which we've all, which they've always said, you know, Fast Ten was the end of of the series. If they're gonna end the series here, I'm curious about what like why. Um, again, with a character that was retconned and not some new force that could easily have done the same thing it just doesn't feel tacked it it feels a bit tacked on it feels a bit like not well thought through in terms of what was going to be satisfying for the characters and if this is where we end it if this is where the series ends which again it keeps mining its own ip so i'm not sure that it's going to ever end um it makes it hard for the for it to live on in the legacy that it's built and i do and again this is not Anything specific to Fast Time but I I do think it's I do think it can I think it's letting itself down movie after movie and I think that's a bit of a bummer because people are absolutely here for the ridiculousness and the mind numbingness of, of the characters in the film um, which is a shame again again I think this movie just wasn't fun it didn't have the same it didn't you know it didn't have me reaching for my popcorn ready to go. And it also wasn't this, you know, thought-provoking film. It, it lived in this land of of ambiguity about what it wanted to be. It was really re- melodramatic. Like they really if this were a drink, this this would be like 75% melodramatic and 25% fun. Um and by fun I mean like action scenes and car chases and, and all of that. Um and that makes me sad. I get it. Family's important. But like, these are a misfit team of, of 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 people who've found each other. But that's not a storyline. It's just not a storyline. Um and it makes me it makes me think back about some of the things that were the most interesting things about this series. And unfortunately, that's like The Rock or Jason Statham. It's it's these rivalries uh but you know, between this outsider trying to bust, they actually say it in the film, people who are out to get them, people who are, you know, Johnny Law, are usually the ones being sucked into this group of people. And it's true, but it's also really interesting. Um, And I don't know why. Again, it's really dumb, but it's interesting um, to see, like, Jason Satham still isn't really trusting of everything going on, but we still have these moments where like, we know that he's ready to explode. Anyways, um, Again, I already talked about how character and story development was stunted because I'm not sure if there was one. You know, he, he spends the whole time, Dominic Toretto spends the whole time trying to save the team from a mission that never made sense to begin with. I don't know how we got to a point where they're taking missions. The fact that anyone, especially Tyrese, has talked about he's leading a mission just doesn't make sense to me. I haven't seen him done, do, like, it. you know, <laughs> everything, every, the, the other movies felt like a necessity. I felt like they had a point to why they were doing anything like the inciting incident made sense maybe maybe not the most sense maybe not rock solid sense but it made sense to why we got to the you know where we were in this film what what kicks everything off for the team is the fact that Tyrese is you know wants to be the leader of the mission for reasons that no one really talks about and Dominic is like yeah yeah I'm gonna let him be the leader of the team why why are you letting him be the leader of the team? And what are these like exhibition missions? Like we, don't, we didn't see you guys do one mission that didn't have anything to do with you or the state of like your freedom or anything else. There was no selfish, selfless missions that took place on any of these films. Am I, I, I could be wrong, but from what I recall. So the fact that they're just doing this mission just because of the kindness of their heart, because they're what secret agent people, again, just does not make sense to me. Um, and of course that's when things go wrong. So we have the team broken up because why not? We have the team broken up. We're just wasting time. Anyways. (sighs) Last thing. What I am so upset about, and I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if I've talked, I'm pretty sure I haven't talked about it, uh, Ant-Man, but maybe I have actually. Anyways. One of my problems with, with these kinds of films with films with bad people and villains who are human after all is or even not human right is the is a is the, the fact that we end up forgetting how easy it is to end someone's life or to stop them or incapacitate them so we have more than one scene with Jason Momoa and Dominic Toretto staring at each other staring at each other and they are people like if 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 Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto or anyone on his team shot Jason Momoa, the movie would be over. Now, we all know why that can't happen because the movie would be over. But we don't make it we don't make it out. Uh it, it doesn't make sense on why that doesn't happen. It doesn't make, make sense on why Jason Momoa just doesn't shoot him and make him suffer, because his MO is to make him suffer. And that's been pointed out time and time again on why he's not just killing Dom, which he can do over and over and over again. But why is Dom not ending this now? His son is in danger. Also, side point, his son is named Brian, and Brian is still alive in the film. What? <laughs> also, a complete missed opportunity. We have, a, we have uh, Paul Walker's daughter in this film. Why don't we have CGI Brian in this film? I don't get it. I want CGI Brian back in this film. Because it otherwise it makes no sense. And it makes him seem like he just gave up on this on his family, on his team, um, for nothing. Because Jordana Brewster is in every single movie since. And honestly, she has nothing to do. And that's a true shame. Honestly, a lot of these characters have nothing to do. Anyways, um. A quick spoiler if you haven't seen. Barry the series finale of Barry. So, skip right ahead. I'll try to be as spoiler light as possible, but to say this. In the series finale of Barry, there is a shootout where or there is a two two people coming together and they have their gangs with them. And that scene ends with a shootout. You know why? Because they don't like each other. And it wasn't their intention. The intention of that scene was not for them to, to have a shootout. There was an exchange happening, etc. You know, bad things happen at the end. But as soon as those two people stood eye to eye with their pe- with their gangs that had guns, you knew that there was a sense of danger, and inevitably there was like it. It actually it came to fruition because you can't have that kind of tension and drama without someone getting shot, without someone getting killed, etc. So, even if our heroes made it out alive, it just didn't make sense. It just makes sense that time and time again, either one of them could have tucked each other out in some way, shape, or form, and they didn't. Another thing. I'm sorry, this is a very long 20 minute rant about Fast and the Furious, but Jason Momoa is probably the best thing about this movie. And it took me a long time to figure out why I liked it. I liked it because I don't think people give Jason Momoa a chance to act in the way that he did it reminds me of kang and loki it reminds, or you know like, like uh jonathan majors when he played kang and loki someone who is having fun while doing terrible things is unnerving um and in the context of the film it actually feels like a bit of a reach but i think his performance very specifically is really really good anyways um I have so much to say about this film, but I will continue on. Let's talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about actors who are or the cast and the crew who are booked and busy. Vin Diesel, prior to his last Fast and Furious film, starred in Triple X and Bloodshot, and he gave, of course, the voice of Groot in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Michelle Rodriguez appeared in movies like Widow and and. Uh, alita and she also reprised the role uh in other fast and furious films obviously um blue crush was one of my favorite major we films uh jorda brewster who's not barely in this film uh took on various projects such as lethal weapon and uh, this tv series of lethal weapon and the invisible circus and tyrese gibson uh he's appeared in a bunch of movies from transformers and their sequels to black and blue to uh baby boy um uh yeah Ludacris, or chris bridges alongside his musical musical career as ludicrous of course it was involved in a lot of acting projects um like crash or hustle and flow Dwayne johnson spoiler alert he's at the end of this film uh, uh, of course, known as Rock. It's been in loads of things that I just don't have time to name, but of course, things like the Jumanji series, the you know, Rampage, Hobbes vs Shaw. Uh, and then we have people like Brie Larson, Rita Moreno, Helen Mirren. Um, why are they in this film? They have better things to do. They're Emmy nominated, uh, like, awesome, like a, just a general award nominated and winning actors. I don't get why they're here, but you know, works of theirs like Room. Helen Mirren's been in, like, everything. Rita Moreno uh, got us. All right, let's move on to some fun facts. The word "family" in Fast X or Fast Ten is said fifty-six times, which is a ridiculous number of times. Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron have gone on to say that they filmed that fight scene, uh, between the pair of them without a director, which is frightening. Uh, the film was first said to be a part of a two-part finale, but is now confirmed to be a part of a three-part finale. Too many finales. When Jacob tells little Brian that he has friends in high places, this was likely a nod to the late Paul Walker. His daughter, Milla Walker, plays a flight attendant, a flight attendant who, said, who assists them on their mission. Actor Sung Kang, who plays Han, uh, suggested that fans start a hashtag campaign like they did with Justice for Han to bring back Gal Gadot's Giselle this installment, which they did. On November 7, 2021, Vin Diesel posted a picture on Instagram of Dwayne Johnson uh, about ending their fight and trying to bring him back for the Fast and, Af- uh, Fast and the Furious family uh, for the last chapters. The movie's budget was reported to be around $280 to $300 million. However, it was revised to approximately $340 million, according to individuals with knowledge of the production. That's 70% more than the reported $200 million budget that Fast 9 had in 2021, making Fast 10 easily the most expensive entry in the franchise. Sure, it didn't need to be. We could have made one and a half movies. Anyways, (laughs) in terms of scenes, let's start with the cameos. I mean, we have Gal Gadot, we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, all the folks, I mean, Brie Larson, uh, Rita Moreno, Halen uh, Mirren, Jason Statham, people who who have made millions for just being on set for a half a day. I mean, they were getting that bag, and I'm not mad at it. I just wish I saw more of them. In terms of how I would make this better, I have one thing that would change. Again, what if Brian was behind all of this? Like, Brian showed up, and the reason that he wasn't in the last few movies after six is because. He had secretly been orchestrating a takedown of these people. He had gone back to the FBI or whatever agency to uh to feed intel with maybe some I, I don't know I think he's on the, I think he's on the side of the law, um where he where he ends up getting everyone arrested or at least spoiling their thing where it's now family against family in the original sense of the words uh the original people. Uh, Bringing back where the series all began of Dom versus Brian. If they're going to retcon and bring back anything, I think that feud would be really interesting. Um, anyways. Is this film required? No. In terms of how this franchise went from a single movie about drag racing to a multi-billion dollar franchise, I think yes. It's worth seeing. At least the first few. If you're gonna watch, listen, I think it's hard to recommend selections. I'm sure people have, I'm not one of them, but I do think there's something to say about a movie about people who are drag racing illegally and like stealing CDs off of a, 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 you know, a truck. Suddenly turning that into a franchise is a feat. I give Vin Diesel and the creative team behind the series a round of applause for doing that. In terms of a cinematic experience that you could not miss, no. No, you can, you can miss it. It's okay. But generally, if you're looking for a bit of fun, a bit of turning your brain off and just going with the flow, then this series is for you. In terms of how it's going to make you a better filmmaker, maybe you want to be that person who doesn't like to take themselves, uh, you know, quote unquote self-serious, you know, and just wants to make these kinds of films. I still think there are films like John Wick, for instance, where you can have that kind of fun. But admittedly, they don't spend 300 and whatever million dollars on on films like this. These kinds of films are just don't exist anymore. So it's a testament to audiences around the world who continue to see this movie. Maybe not so much this movie based on box office numbers so far. But it's a testament to the creative forces and geniuses behind it who have learned to continue to make money, continue to have new ideas for how to be more and more outrageous, and people keep coming back to it. So. Well, for that reason maybe check out some of them but don't waste your life watching 10 of these movies or 13 of these movies anyways sorry that would be 12 anyways until next time uh i'm so sorry for the long rant but if there are any movies that you would suggest let me know action movies tv shows etc i watch a lot of things this may not be talking about it on here so uh until next time required watching is a film club so please subscribe and comment and let's keep the conversations going. So, 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 peace. Bree, Michelle, Charlie, so amazing to be sitting here mm-hmm. and talking with you guys. We're in Rome. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we are. are. <laughs> what were your thoughts when you got the script and found out that Fast 10 was going to be in Rome? <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, how much of that is us there? <laughs> You're thinking, well, I knew from the beginning it was something in London. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. yeah. I got to say, you know, whatever chance you can get to work with second unit, take it because they have all the fun. They get to go to all the locations. Luckily, I got one day with them, then got a couple of days with them as well. And so like, we're always just super grateful when we get to go out on the actual locations. But. You guys weren't as, as lucky, right? No. Mm-hmm. Oh no! So you filmed Spittles other places, stages. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've, this character has only lived in a stage. She is not allowed. To be, to be fair, her. bro, she's like a mastermind. You know, she plays chess. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She lives at uh, a stage in London. We'll see how she does outside.